intro didn't I? Welcome to the greatest show on the internet, Reddit Readings. Today we're jumping into r slash let's not meet. But you, dear listeners, I would love to meet. You're all fantastic. And if you're not a patron yet, why the hell not? It's one dollar a week. You can find that down the back of your couch. And for that, you get a whole bonus episode every week. Just like these episodes. But exclusive to Patreon. Go over there and check it out. And in the meantime, grab your tea, your popcorn, a security blanket, some mace, and a direct line to your local police station. Let's jump right in. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Glad you could join me. Did you check your front door? Are you sure it's locked? Did you leave the house? Is that guy, that one, there, is he staring at you? He's following you. <laughs> Our first story today is from Cute Psychology 5566. Stranger Danger. When I was maybe nine or ten, my father and I were driving through some rural country area when his car ran out of gas. He was aiming to get to a nearby gas station, an old middle-of-nowhere style mart that we would stop in to get pickled eggs and sweet tea on these country drives. It was hot, and I was annoyed, ready to go home and watch TV. He popped out of the truck and got his gas canister, and we planned to walk the mile down the road to fill up. After a couple of minutes walking, I started complaining. I got sand spurs in my laces. I'm sweating. I'm bored. My father being the kooky guy he was, threw his thumb out and decided we would catch a ride. A couple of folks passed us. I don't blame them. He was rocking a Charles Manson-style look back then. And who hitchhikes in 2007? Finally, a beat-up minivan pulled over. In it was a middle-aged couple and three kids. Think country church types. Very ordinary folk if not a little granola with a spaced-out energy. The kids were younger than me. I remember rolling my eyes. Ew, snotty boys. The woman asked my dad if everything was okay. He explained the situation, and sweet as pie, she suggested, we can go and grab it for you, and the girl can ride along with us to get in the AC. The middle seat of the minivan had two open seats, 
My dad thanked them and asked if we could both climb in. That's when the couple's energy changed. They insisted there was only space for a little girl like me. Come on, climb in. My intuition was saying, no way. And my dad, though open to hitchhiking and getting us into other random troubles on the usual, seemed to have a similar wariness. He thanked them and offered that we wait in his truck in the AC while they do the run. Now the couple was talking to me, a mix of sweet and commanding. It'll take a minute. We'll get you a soda at the gas station. Come on, get in. My father said, my baby's sticking with me, and started looking down the highway for another ride. When he peered out at the road, the man stepped out of the passenger seat and scooped me in by my armpits. The woman shoved a picture book in my hands, cooing, look, we'll have fun. Not taking in the full situation, I remember feeling annoyed at being babied, but polite because in the South you're supposed to respect your elders. The man was about to slide the door closed and the next part happened fast. My dad pushed past him and yanked me out. Meanwhile, she shifted into drive as the man got into the back seat. They sped off, side door still open. Between the velocity of an angry protective dad and a lurching vehicle, I landed in the ditch, unharmed, but shaken up. I followed my dad back to the car in silence. He called a friend and we waited till they showed up to work out the gas situation. Years later, I wonder about this couple's intentions. It's very possible they saw a kind of rough-around-the-edges man and a young girl and thought to help me. But mind you, I'm his spitting image, so visually, obviously his child, showing no signs of distress beside attitude. They had no good reason to not drive him along too, or to just do the gas run on their own and bring it back if they were so good-natured. I was taught stranger danger, but never expected it from a couple with kids. I still don't know what to make of it. Never saw them again. Come on down here, dear listener, into the basement. Go on. I have popcorn. Damn it, I really thought you'd fall for that. It's about time I had some company down here. This one is from Fate and the Faithless. To whoever was in my car with me last night. I'm currently living in my SUV right now. And last night, around 12am, I parked in a Walmart parking lot to sleep. It was one of the worst days I'd had in a long time, and I was absolutely exhausted. So when I got into the back of my SUV, I fell asleep right away. Unfortunately, forgetting to lock my doors. I've always been a very light sleeper, and I'm thankful I am because somehow I woke up turned around in my makeshift bed to face whoever was now sitting in the driver's seat of my car, looking directly at me. This is where the story somehow gets kind of funny. Because I was so tired and in such a daze, all I did was continue to shake my head back and forth and say, no, 
while reaching across this person's lap and opening the door for them and gesturing for them to leave. And that is why the title of this story is To Whoever Was In My Car With Me Last Night. Thank you for getting out and leaving without saying or doing anything else but walking away. But I do hope we never meet again. Alright, this one is in from Metal Gear 42069. Nice. Uber Eats driver, possibly using multiple accounts, tried to break into my home upon arriving. For some context, I live in a major city and currently don't do a lot of driving due to ongoing issues with my car, and the pandemic has made me turn to more delivery apps in general. So the other day, around 1pm, I decided to order some lunch after doing a lot of cleaning. I placed the Uber Eats order and found something to watch while I waited for the food. Within a few minutes, a driver accepted the order and I noticed right away that the driver, Anthony, was on a bike, didn't have a profile picture or any deliveries on record. At first, I wasn't alarmed at all. I was almost amused, like, oh wow, I guess I'm this person's first ever customer. But then a full 30 minutes passes with no driver movement on the app, and at this point I think maybe something is glitching out or the driver's stuck. I contact support via the chat option, and they ended up assigning a new driver because they couldn't reach the first one. Odd, but whatever. Now this is where it starts getting a little weirder. The new driver assigned is in the exact same spot as the original driver was. They are also on a bike and have no profile picture and have no prior deliveries as well. And this driver's name was Laurie. I let another 20 minutes pass with no driver movement before I message them myself and say, hey there, are there any issues with the order? The app shows that the driver saw the message, but no response. All this time, I'm checking to see if Uber Eats is maybe experiencing issues. None that I could find. And at this point, while I'm definitely weirded out, I'm mostly just hungry, so I contact support again to request some assistance. They reassign the driver again and apologize for the inconvenience. Same deal, they also tried to contact the driver with no response. Finally, the third driver assigned is the exact same scenario. Same spot, on a bike, no profile picture, no prior deliveries. Only this time, the name is Robert. And before I can react and go about cancelling the order at this point because I am tired of dealing with this, he suddenly has my food and immediately messages me the following. Hello, have your food. What's your phone number? And I respond right away with, uh, yeah, I'm not super comfortable giving my phone number out when you can just message me here. And he responded again with, what's your number? Be there in 10. How old are you? And at this point, the alarm bells are going off and I contact support immediately to have the order cancelled and to get further assistance. I get connected to Uber's safety team, who informs me that the order has been cancelled, I'll be refunded, and started taking down the details of the strange interactions. As I'm giving the woman on the phone the info she needs, I'm starting to calm down, thinking this was just some creep or something, and that's when I hear a man's voice at the front door. Hey, Miss Metal Gear for 2069, I have your food! And I can't even describe the chill that went down my spine because of the way he said it. Making things even worse, the uber safety woman on the phone with me heard him as well and goes, 
is that him? We cancelled the order. I poked my head around the door to get a look at him. The main heavy door was open, but the metal screen door was closed and locked, but it allowed us to see each other. And when he saw me on the phone, he went from smiling to looking furious. He suddenly got right up against the door and kept asking who I was on the phone with, and at this point I've started asking him to please leave because he's making me uncomfortable and he's getting more and more angry, and at this point starts pounding on my door and grabbing the doorknob while shouting let me in. The woman on the phone is asking if I'm okay. The man is still shouting, so basically I'm in full meltdown mode at this point and hurriedly close the heavy door to lock it. The man is becoming borderline belligerent as he kicks my door and the woman tells me to call the police. He ends up walking away from my house about a minute after that and back up the sidewalk. For a moment I thought he fucked off, so I finished my conversation with the Uber safety woman so she could submit the report. Once she submitted it, I called the police and told them what happened. Yeah, they weren't incredibly helpful at first since he didn't actually break in or put his hands on me, and they told me if he came back to call again and they'd send an officer out. I did end up having to call them again and give a full report and a description of the man, since he didn't end up leaving right away. He stayed in the neighborhood for almost 20 minutes. According to one of my neighbors, after she heard the yelling, she saw the man I described walk back up from my house to the sidewalk and hop into a truck with another man in the passenger seat, and they apparently just sat there staring at people walking by and being incredibly sketchy. And that's when she walked back toward my house and asked me what happened. Luckily, she was able to give myself and the cop a description of the vehicle and the other man as well. So basically, this was a very bizarre and uncomfortable experience, and I wanted to share it to see if maybe someone else had experienced anything like this. Because honestly, I'm still pretty shaken up, and will be avoiding delivery apps for quite a while. So, strange Uber Eats driver who asked me for personal info and then proceeded to try and break in. Please, let's not meet. That wouldn't be a bad idea. If I knew what basement it was Anton kept me locked in, I might be able to order some Uber Eats. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Our next one is from 042614. Odd name, but okay. Years later, still not sure what was about to happen to me. So this happened 20 years ago, but it's one of the most vivid memories I have from my childhood. One night, my parents and my best friend's parents decided to take us out to a little neighborhood Italian restaurant for dinner. Cozy, quiet little place we'd been to a million times because it's walking distance from our apartment building. It was set back in a strip mall that basically shut down after dark except for a donut shop that stayed open late. This was the San Fernando Valley in the early 90s. Very sleepy. Streets empty at night. So just behind the restaurant, a steep hill loomed up from a hilly part of the city. 
Me, 8 female, and my BFF, 10 female, had finished our food and asked to go sit out front of the restaurant on the benches by the front door. Within eyesight of our parents, but for a little autonomy, you know? We were sitting chatting when suddenly a huge Rottweiler dog, wearing a collar that was dragging a long broken chain behind it, like a real heavy chain, not a dog leash, comes walking past the restaurant heading out of the parking lot towards the busy street that bordered it. We were really surprised to see such a big, beautiful animal just abandoned in the parking lot at night, but we let him pass by since he seemed like he knew where he was going. We weren't about to test to see if he was friendly since he looked like Cujo. About five minutes later, a man in an open-top jeep drives by and stops right in front of us and says, Hey, did you girls see a dog pass through here? He was riding in my jeep and just jumped off for no reason. I can't find him. See, he even broke his chain and held up a length of chain attached to one of the jeep's roll bars. Wanting to be helpful, we were like, Yeah, yeah, we saw him. He went that way and pointed towards the busy road. But instead of following the direction we pointed, he parked the car right in front of us and said, Well, maybe he hasn't gotten too far. Would you mind helping me look? Red flag. So, dumbasses that we were, we said, Sure, a lost doggy? What could be more potent to little girls' hearts? So the man says, Follow me and he starts heading in the opposite direction that the dog went in and into a dark service alley behind the restaurant. So on one side of the little walkway was the hillside slanting up at an 80 degree angle and on the other side was the unlit industrial back of the restaurant. Just as we were following him back behind the corner of the restaurant, our parents happened to be exiting the restaurant. They didn't see us out front so they started calling our names. We told him sorry but we had to go. When we explained to our parents where we'd been and how we'd been helping with a dog recovery mission, my mum's head just about exploded. Both mums started screaming at us for being stupid and then screamed where was the man, who we hadn't seen since we left him in the alley behind the restaurant, because they were going to call the police and have him arrested, or kill him themselves. They didn't even believe us that we had seen a dog pass right in front of us dragging a broken chain and it matched his story. But in retrospect, why would an adult man ask two little girls to help him search for his dog down an unlit back pathway? I'll never know. And I'm glad. This next one is from Omega3698. The Crocs and Socks Stalker. This actually happened a few hours ago and I'm still unsettled about the whole encounter. I decided to drop it over here to get it out of my system. I've had creeps tailgate me or try to grab my attention on the road and I just ignore them, which has always worked. But this guy takes the golden medal. My shift starts at the afternoon and I was feeling off for most of the day. A beautiful sunny day, mind you. You know, one of those days where you drag yourself out of your bed to adulting. I decided to lift my mood up, so I wore something new that I had. A beautiful, creamy, white faux fur vest, and I hit the road. Look like a million bucks, feel like a million bucks, right? Well, maybe not. I played some piano tracks in the hopes I'd get out of this funk. I just needed something to comfort me, and those two things didn't cut it. While I was driving to work, I decided to grab a drink. 
an iced crisp green tea will definitely lift my spirits. There were two branches of a famous coffee shop. You know who, Grinning Mermaid, Playing Twister, ringing in any bells? I could have gone to the first one with the drive through but they use a pretty crappy tea brand as they ran out of the good stuff, so I had to go to the one that was inside a mall. Anything to feel better, right? I parked my car and I saw a private fleet of black SUVs making it difficult to view the entrance. This is important later. I grabbed a cold bottle of water and headed to the counter. I paid for my drink and got a cherry lollipop, because, you know, why not? Waited for my drink, and once I got it, I started walking out. I had to pass a fountain in the courtyard before I can reach the exit. I slowed my pace as I noticed that I was walking too fast. I felt a bit off, but brushed it off. As I passed between the SUVs, a bus shot through quickly. I stopped in shock as I almost walked in its path. This didn't make me realize what was happening. As I got distracted and wasn't aware of my surroundings, as I walked further, I had to pass an area where there isn't anyone. It was shaded, but still outdoors. Almost like under a bridge-style building, if that makes sense. This was the way to my car. I noticed that I wasn't aware of my surroundings till I heard footsteps on my right. Then I saw a man in my peripheral vision, walking and matching my speed. At first, I thought he was in uniform, so I assumed he was part of the cleaning staff in the mall. I felt off, but I told myself that I'm being paranoid and overthinking. Next to my car and on my left side was a woman with a child who was getting into their car. This will make sense later. I was sandwiched between my car and hers. I was getting my keys out of my fur vest and then I had to turn around in order to open my driver door as I was a bit ahead of it. Once I turned, I saw a man standing. Looked like he was in his late 30s, skinny, average height. He had a dark blue baseball cap, sunglasses, a grey shirt with some print on it and black sweatpants. Croc shoes with socks. He was so close that it took me by surprise and I was startled. But being nice and polite is in my blood, so I assumed nothing. The first thing that he said, Why are you afraid? I told him that I wasn't and asked him what he wanted. Is your car for sale? He said, grinning. I said no. Then he started to ask about how my day was going and stuff along those lines. What the heck? I don't know you. Alarm bells were ringing in my head. I smiled as to not escalate the situation. I knew I had to do something. He was blocking my way to the mall entrance, and the other way was a pretty large shaded parking lot with few people. Uh, it was nice to meet you, but I gotta leave. I said with a smile. Give me your phone number, he said bluntly. I just repeated the same phrase and took a step closer to my door, as I didn't want to show him that I was afraid. I was a pooping of bricks at that moment. Then he said something that made me want to crawl out of my skin. Give me your phone number so I don't have to chase you around in my car. At this moment, I knew I had to move fast, so I opened my door and ignored him. He kept talking, and I wasn't sure what he was saying as it felt muffled. My anxiety was higher than the tip of Mount Everest now, and I was hit with the realization that even in public spaces and in broad daylight with people around, you can lose your sense of safety in a split second. 
I closed the door quickly and locked it. My fingers felt weak, but I managed to turn on the car. He kept knocking on my window. He was so insistent. I put my car in reverse, but I couldn't back out. The woman was halfway getting out of her parking spot, thus forcing me to wait. He kept knocking pretty hard and saying stuff. At that moment, I honestly couldn't hear him. All I wanted to do was nope the fuck out of there. I was so afraid and just baffled. I had to look at the window to see when the road would be getting clear so I can back out while he was standing in front of my window rapidly knocking it. I avoided making eye contact with him. Once the road was clear, I hit the gas and sped off. I drove to random places while my eyes are fixed on my rearview mirror just to make sure he wasn't following me. It was so hard to breathe as my chest felt so heavy and my heart was beating out of my chest. I was glad he wasn't there. This creep followed me around the mall and waited for the right moment I was alone and threatened me to give him my phone number and was totally unaware of how much of a creep he was. My therapist will definitely be hearing about this one. To the guy with a baseball cap and crocs with socks, let's not ever, ever meet again. Yes, hello, police? There's a man with crocs and socks in public. Yeah, guys, that is definitely an arrestable offense just by itself. That is all we've got for you this episode. If you're just dying for more, check out our Patreon. I promise you it is completely 100% croc-free. And until next time, guys, thank you very much for listening. Peace out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. True terrors of horror. Bizarre happenings. Unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed. Terror takes center stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.